Good morning. Welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. This uh, you can reach me at 215-259-3687 or on the web at newworthlaw n e u w i r t h l a w dot com. So I'm going to talk to you today a little bit about um, what's you know, some of the basic questions a lot of my clients have, and, and the big one is like, you know, do I have to do stuff to improve my case? So we'll get to that in a minute, but I've been looking for sponsors just sort of on a lark, and I was thinking that maybe Tums, um, you know, or Gaviscon or Nexium might be a good sponsor for the podcast. So if you know anybody who has connections to the nice people at Tums, I thought it'd be kind of funny in my sort of very poor sense of humor manner. But anyway, so one of the, you know, one of the big things that comes up in my conversations, especially initial conversations with clients is, you know, do I have to stay out of work uh, to help my personal injury case? And, you know, for other than the one percenters, you know, for 99% of the population, you need to work to get a paycheck and to live your life and to, you know, have an enjoyable life, have the benefits of working, all that stuff. So the answer is always no. <laughs> Go back to work. You don't need to help your personal injury case. Your personal injury case, for the most part, is what it is, you know, at the time of the incident and then followed by the medical care. You know, you can't be in a car accident or a fall or any sort of other, you know, single incident cases and not go get medical care you just you can't because it the insurance companies look at it like you weren't hurt badly enough to get medical care and you know it becomes an uphill fight the whole way now that doesn't mean you get medical care beyond what you need but you can't just not go to the doctor because then it's kind of hard to say you're hurt Uh, a lot of times people will say, do I have to skip work? And, and the answer is uniformly no. Like if you're badly enough hurt to miss work, you know, most people have a bad concussion or fractured something or this or that, and they really can't work and their doctors will write notes to keep them out of work. Um, but, you know, unfortunately what happens is a lot of those people lose their jobs or, their jobs are no longer there for them when they are ready to come back. So, you know, I've had to negotiate severances for people. I've had people who just plumb lost their jobs because they were injured and out of work. Now, if you work for a really large company, some of them will, you know, take time and and try not to lay you off. But, you know, at some point, if you've lost two or three months of work time because of an injury, you're pretty badly hurt. Most people want to go back to work, you know, it's especially people with decent jobs. It's, uh, you know, it's really it's 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 never wise for me as your lawyer or you as the client to decide that skipping out of work is a good idea. It doesn't, you know, (laughs) doesn't make your case look better. If you're really out of work, you're out of work, but you shouldn't actively avoid work because, you know, for the most part, your injuries just aren't going to back that up. You know, if you have, uh, 
you know, whiplash, most people are able to go to work. It's just incredibly uncomfortable and exhausting by the end of the day, and they're wiped out by the pain or they can't do their job as well. But most people can actually go. It's for the most part, in my experience, the people who can't go to work are people with fractures. And then there's a whole class of people with really kind of tough concussion situations where, yeah, physically they could get to work, but their functionality at work is poor. Most of the time, the doctors who specialize in concussion rehab say, don't look at a computer. Um, that's pretty hard these days if you if you have to go to work. So, you know, the easy short answer is <clears throat> don't try and help your case. That's my job. I can build value in your case by collecting evidence and getting experts a lot more than you can by missing an extra two weeks of work. You know, two weeks of work for most people, who knows, that could be $2,000, it could be $5,000, you know, it could be anywhere in between. But, you know, after taxes, let's say maybe you're increase, you're, maybe you increase the, the losses in your case by $1,000 or $2,000. So that's really going to get lost in the wash in the negotiation process. So don't do that. That's like kind of number one. The other thing is like, you know, I get a lot of questions about, <clears throat> you know, is there going to be surveillance on me? And for the most part, the answer is no. <clears throat> part of routine discovery is asking is, you know, if the other side's done surveillance. And in most, you know, moderate sized cases, the insurance company doesn't care enough to do surveillance. They don't have in-house surveillance companies. So for the most part. So they would have to pay an outside person to do that, and they don't like doing that. You know, if you pop up on their fraud screen, they have a special investigations unit, and then, you know, probably you're going to have a tougher personal injury case because there's some question as to whether the incident actually occurred um, or whether you were actually in the incident. Um, so for the most part, surveillance, not an issue, and go to work. Now, <clears throat> back to my little... Uh, advertising. I just thought it'd be kind of funny for a lawyer podcast to have some heartburn uh, advertising, but I'm still trying to sort of noodle around and figure out how to go about making that happen. But yeah, so if you know anyone, email me. If you have questions that you think I could answer, I'm happy to do like a once a month mailbag. So you can email me at andrew at newworthlaw.com. Um, or you can just email me through uh, probably the website or through Facebook or something. Um, so anyway, I wanted to say a quick thank you to Eric Greenspan, who is the uh, kind of marketing guy extraordinaire who does the post-production on all these podcasts. He's been a tremendous help. And if you need help with your um, internet marketing, your social media marketing, your website, all that, please give Eric a call at 74systems. Um, you know, he specializes in accountants and bookkeepers, but, you know, he took me on. So he's willing to work with more challenging clients as lawyers usually are. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that there are a lot of, you know, qualified people out there doing podcasts about different areas of law. And if you know other, you know, personal injury lawyers in Philadelphia who are doing them, by all means, you know, see what they're going to say. But I think that 
most of the lawyers I deal with most of the time are working pretty hard for their clients and trying to do the right thing. Sometimes you won't have a great relationship with a lawyer. Sometimes you will. Sometimes you're just looking for a quick hit if you're a client. Sometimes you're not. All this really depends. You know, the, the great cases can be won by, you know, just about any personal injury lawyer. It's just a question of when and, and for how much. It's sort of the more moderate, middle-of-the-road cases that take more work and effort. And, you know, picking through and finding the right lawyer and finding the right client, finding the right case is uh, sometimes what makes the job interesting and sometimes what makes it difficult and challenging. So anyway, that's enough for this week. I hope you have a great week. If you know anybody at Tums, have them give me a call. I think it's GlaxoSmithKline is their uh, corporate parent owner. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. This has been Ask Andy, a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.